me me 10 seconds we're about to be live how you brothers doing man y'all good alhamdulillah alhamdulillah how are you alhamdulillah man with the kids man i surprised them Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the Realist Podcast in the dunya with me Muslims. Today we're joined with Hoop Finesse, the man himself, the Muslim baller, mashallah. And if you think you recognize him, he actually has a twin that looks exactly like him, mashallah. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Alhamdulillah, wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The Realist Podcast in the dunya. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I saw a few of your podcasts. MashaAllah, you guys are doing an amazing job. Keep it up, Akhi. Uh, Ikhwan, keep it up, brothers. You know, you guys are really um, putting a lot of things in perspective, being the voice of the, the young and the upcoming Muslim generation. And I think that's very important that we have somebody to, to tap in and, and a lot of things that's going on. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Ya Rab, Habib. I appreciate Bro. it very much. Man, we got, we got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot... You know, um, we got a lot to talk about. You know, I know a lot of people want to hear about my marriage or marriages. You know what I mean? That's always the hottest topic. All the questions <laughs> are tunneled or funneled right through the marriage. And, um, you know, basketball, being a, you know, a college basketball player, African-American Muslim, you know, so, you know, you know, my journey and, and studying Islam and, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. To, it's it's a lot to talk on, speak on. Alhamdulillah. Oh, we're ready, bro. I'm sure the viewers are ready too. This is a question that we're gonna throw you away, bro. And while Anhel just fixes up the tripod real quick, is uh, how did Sheikh Halal Bacon? How did that name come through? <laughs> okay, so um, I uh, I think a, a good year ago, I used to go live every day. I was very very free, you know. I had a lot of free time. Uh, it started in Ramadan. Um, I had a very loyal audience, mashallah, tabarakallah. And um, obviously, uh, the live consists consisted of a lot of questions, right? And so one brother came online and he said, listen, um, I got a girlfriend. I'm trying to do it halal. So immediately, you know, I said, listen, you eat that halal, that, that haram bacon. We only eat halal bacon. And that was it. That <laughs> and That's... I mean, you saw strips of bacon in the live, and then um, they started calling me halal bacon. Every time I went on live, they started calling me halal bacon. And I said, listen, man, put some respect on my lane. Sheikh halal bacon, a.k.a. halal hitch. And then that went crazy. <laughs> but we stuck with oh, Sheikh sure, halal bro. bacon. <laughs> That's I'm funny, not a Sheikh, bro. I just like halal bacon. Beef or mm -hmm. I love I love beef. I like turkey, but I really love beef bacon. Alhamdulillah. A lot of people, when I when I came out with this with this name and I said, listen, let me just change my name to Halal, Sheikh Halal Bacon. Well, I, mean, I got a lot of heat from that. You know, it's amazing how to, you get the most heat from your Muslim brothers and sisters. You get the most heat. And they was like, listen, that's haram. Why are you trying to make something haram, halal? There's no such thing as halal bacon. I said, Ya Allah, Kareem, Ya Allah, what do I do? So I kept it. I said, listen, if you guys don't know about halal bacon, do some, Google it. Go to Shake Google. Is 
bacon halal. You see a lot of halal places like Midamar and a lot of other um, halal companies. They actually sell halal strips. They're bacon strips, but they're mm. made from beef. You know what, you bro? Know? I gotta, I gotta try the beef one too. I only tried the turkey one. It's I way see. too salty, bro. It's way too salty. Listen, I like my that. wife before she became Muslim, she loved bacon. I mean, that's the only pork that she used to eat. So mm. when she took her shahada, she didn't, you know, she was like, damn, man, you know, that bacon was good. So I used to bring home turkey bacon. She didn't like turkey bacon. I was like, okay, this is the only bacon we got. And then um, I was the first um, influencer to collab with um, Boxed Halal. Mm. All right? They hit me up. And it was like, yo, let's, let's do a collab. I said, bet. Yeah, I went through the inventory and I said, oh, beef bacon. I said, let me try that beef bacon. And subhanAllah, my wife tried it. She said, this is better than the pork bacon. This beef bacon is sizzling, mashallah. It's busting. And ever since then, we've been eating uh, beef bacon. You know what I mean? Alhamdulillah. It's very expensive, though. You know, especially the, the halal meat store around the corner for me. Um, they, they sell a little pack for like $17, $20. You got like eight know. eight strips in there, you know? Me Allah makes you easy. <laughs> I can imagine, bro. I mean, and then bro. what about Hoop Finesse? How did that name come up? Okay, so Hoop Finesse is a combination of me, who I what I grew up doing. I grew up playing basketball all my life. And then my wife, um, um, she always, before, you know, obviously when we got married, she had a little dunya, you know, a little days of jahiliya. And so she would say, everything's finessable. And so... Give, you know, me and my brother, we're known to finesse. The halal way, of course. Yeah. But we're known to be, you know, you know, work our way into certain situations, work our way out of certain situations. And I'll like, be turning to Stacey, like, listen, everything's finessable, baby. You know, everything's finessable. So I put hoop finesse together and khalas. It, it birthed the, the hoop finesse uh, wave, you know? Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Y'all got any questions, bro? Not, well, I just want to know how you're doing, bro. Like, it's been... Last time I seen you was Ramadan, bro. Yes, subhanAllah, man. Um, I've been real busy. I started um, this basketball tour uh, last year, 2021. And that's been keeping me a lot uh, very busy. I, I didn't realize how high of a demand um, male Muslim influencers are. I, I didn't I didn't know that, especially in the basketball world. And when I hit up these massages, first of all, that that idea of having a national basketball tour, it came from my dinner that I had with Steven Jackson. Uh, I'm sure you guys are aware of Steven Jackson. Mashallah, good brother, you know, champion. He took a shahada and he's been Muslim ever since. Mashallah, tabarakallah. We were in Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. And hold on one sec. Guys, you guys are too loud. You guys are too loud. Thank you. Um, uh, sorry about that. And I, I was in Atlanta. He invited us to his house um, last year. Um, and we were talking about Dean, basketball, and marriage. You know, that's, I mean, what do brothers talk about, you know? <laughs> and I was like, listen, let's do a basketball tour, the three of us. Let's do a basketball tour. Let's go visit all the massages. We mentioned some of the big massages in America that we always wanted to go to. And everybody was silent. I said, oh, you brothers don't think I'm serious. I'm like, I'm, I want to do a basketball tour. I want to go and tour the country and meet different youth around the country 
and and have basketball camps, basketball tournaments, train them. And so obviously Steven Jackson, he's busy with his world, you know what I mean, with his thing. And I and I understood that. And my brother, my twin brother, you know, mashallah, he's still a professional basketball player. You know, Ashley, he made the Venezuelan all-star team at mm. 34. I mean, he's in one of the top leagues in the world, mashallah. And he made the all-star team. And he's actually leading the whole the whole league in scoring, mashallah tabarakallah. And so he's balling. He's balling, man. And um, before he went overseas back to his, I think he was in at the time at Qatar or Libya. Uh, we did a few camps together. And subhanAllah, we went to Dallas, we went to Chicago together, and we did um, New York together. And it's been a snowball effect ever since then. And, you know, inshallah, I'm going to D.C. soon. Inshallah, I'm going to uh, Seattle. Um, Inshallah, Utah, Inshallah, Fresno, California, Inshallah. And uh, then I'm going to start the tour again, 2023, Inshallah, go in, and go and return to all the, all the massages that I've been to last year. And this year, they, they invited me again, Alhamdulillah. So it's a high demand for basketball camps, you know what I mean? So um, I'm happy to still be playing basketball, but it's more geared to Dean, you know what I mean? It's more geared to focusing on the, the basketball, the, the youth, you know, using the youth, uh, using basketball to bring in the youth, you know, let's, let's suck them to the masjid, let's bring them to the masjid, let's, and, you know, during my camps, I have khataras, you know what I mean, we have $100 challenges, you know, we, a pizza party, you know, I try to make it more than just basketball, you know, so that's what I've been very busy with, and obviously, um, on social media, I market Islamic and, you know, Muslim brands, and so, I'm my own manager, you know. Everyone's telling me, Muhammad, you need to, yo, who, you need to get a manager, dog. I said, no, I love this process. I love learning this field. And so by the time I, I do hire a manager, I already know what to expect. I already know what to do. I already, you know what I mean? So it's a process for me, alhamdulillah. Mm. Sounds, sounds beautiful, man. May Allah accept, Allah, man. Yeah, Dribbling I mean, Dean, that's I my mean. motto, man. Dribbling Dean. And, and yeah. I, I grew up in a masjid. If I wasn't in the masjid, I was in the gym. I was in the gym. If I wasn't in the gym, I was working with my father. And so that, that, that's our, you know, I then obviously I got to sleep at home. So I had four homes working, four occupations, you know, work, uh, growing up as a Muslim. And we've always wore our kufi. We even played basketball games with our kufis on. My father was, unapolog was an unapologetic Muslim. He, was a, he, he and my mother were the first Muslims and still the only Muslims in their family. You know what I mean? And so it's a blessing to have Muslim parents and who are, who are reverse and to live, live as Muslims too. And growing up playing basketball, my, I was homeschooled. My father didn't want us in public school. And he always had a sheikh come to our house or we go to the sheikh to learn the Quran. Alhamdulillah. And... And when we got around 16, 17, we just got very spiritual one day. We didn't want to play basketball no more. We had scholarships, me and my brother. If I mention some of the schools, man, you'd be shocked. You know what I mean? Some big D1 schools play on ESPN every other night. You know what I mean? MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. We, we, dis, we, we left that to go to Yemen. We went to Yemen to study. I, I stayed there for two years. He stayed there for like a year. And we studied Aqidah, we studied Mustalah um, Hadith, we studied um, a little bit of Tafsir, and obviously we studied Arabic. And people, this is why I love Arabic so much, you know, going to Yemen and 
um, learning the Dean, not only learning the Dean, but learning Arabic. And, and now I get to use whatever Arabic knowledge I have, very little, and kind of infuse into my videos, but I think makes them a little unique. You know what I mean? And, um, and it's, been, it's been ever since I came back from Yemen, subhanAllah, you know, seven days later after I came from Yemen, okay, I signed a basketball scholarship. The coach didn't even see me play. He didn't even see, oh, Muhammad's in town? What? Sign, still delivered. He didn't even see me play. I met him the same day, Allah Akbar, I signed a, a full scholarship basketball. I was out of shape, Habibis. I, I didn't play ball for two years, basically. And oh, well, we did play in Yemen, but I, my mind was in it. I was just doing it for the money, to pay the rent, mashallah. Um, and, and, you know, playing in Yemen was, was, was an amazing experience because we got to travel to Aden, Seyun, Hadramot, Ib, Ta'is, Sana'a, I mean, you name it. We, get, we, we, we traveled all of Yemen, all the hot spots, all the nice, beautiful countryside, the, the mountainside, the villages, the souks. I mean, we had a full-on Yemeni experience, alhamdulillah. And we played for the Muntasab al-Yemen. We played for the national Yemeni team. Okay, we represented Yemen, subhanAllah. And to this day, Saudi Arabia remembers the day we beat them. We were the only Yemeni team in the history of Yemen to beat Saudi. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Only team, you know? And um, I'm going to talk about something. Um, I, have, I haven't gone public with this. And I think I'm going to mention it. Man. Think twice, bro. Think twice. You can't. You can't take it back. I think I'm going. To, I think I'm going to mention it, man. It, it's right. something that 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 was, you know, one of my favorite sources, and I memorized it at this moment. Was Surah Yusuf. Surah Yusuf. You know the trials and tribulations, the fitting that Surah that uh, Nabi Yusuf, um, alayhi salam, he experienced. Okay, and. He was imprisoned unjustly. You get where I'm going? No. Yusuf. Not you, bro. No way. Yusuf was imprisoned unjustly. And uh, Allah says, Bidr is Sinin. So some say around seven years, a little more, a little less. Um, and me was seven months. What? Seven months. Wow. You were locked up for seven months where? In Yemen. Wow. No, for what? Yemen. For nothing. Talib al-Ilm. Talib al-Ilm. So yes. they, just, they just pulled you aside and they was what? like, yo, no, 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 that's it. Got grenades strapped to their shoulders, AKs, everything. I was like, what you want? I said, I'm a I'm, said, I'm a seeker of knowledge. I'm a Talib al-Ilm. He said, Nahnu tulabul ma'rifah. He said, we're, 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 the, we're the students of information. Who the heck are you? <laughs> but, you know, it was a time where before, right before the war, the war was on brink. You know, the brink of war mm -hmm. was happening. So I guess it was, it was national security. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and it was a very uh, interesting experience that, you know, I don't want to go into details, but Yemen still holds, uh, it holds a very, very dear um, place in my heart. The people very humble. Mutawadi'in, man. Very humble people. Very loving people. Um, I used to have to sneak out of the masjid five times a day. I prayed, mashallah, for two years. I prayed in the masjid five times a day. I used to have to sneak out the masjid 
especially Zuhur, um, Asr, Maghrib, and Isha. Fajr, okay, I can do that shuru, you know what I mean? But the, I used to sneak out the masjid because I'm always invited to someone's dinner, lunch, brunch. Sneak out. I, and, I, you know, we, we love the adhkar after, after the salah, but sometimes, man, I, I duck out the masjid because they're so kind and so um, um, hus- hospitable. You know what I mean? And, and Yemen just, the people of Yemen, all the people I met there, mashallah, tabarakallah, very, very beautiful people. It's just unfortunate that they're experiencing that. It's a test from Allah. You know what I mean? Allah, the Prophet, sallallahu he gave his prophecy that there will be a lot of, you know, um, a lot of trials for the, for the Arabs. And uh, may Allah help the, the people of the Arabs. You know, a lot of people think, oh, Muhammad, you're a black man. Why are you always cater to Arabs? Like, no, 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 no. It's not... <laughs> I don't think I'm Arab. I don't cater to Arabs. I just, I love Arabic. I love the Quran. Okay. And some of my main followers, my major supporters are from the Arab world. And I play basketball in the Arab world. And when I go to these masajid here in America, they're ran by Arabs. When Musa goes to play overseas, he goes to the Middle East. You know, Musa won a championship in Medina. I lived in Saudi Arabia for two years um, after I graduated college. Um, and speaking of college, man, subhanAllah, man, that, that was interesting. Four years, black Muslim, you know, a practicing Muslim. You know, a lot of players, may Allah guide us all, they're Muslim by name. You know, Len, Allah says, um, Allah said, I didn't say it. The Jews and Christians will never be satisfied with you until you follow their way. So the coaching, the coaching, the coaching staff, oh, they didn't like me. I didn't follow their way. I never had a girlfriend in college, never drank a sip of alcohol, never been to a club or to a party, house party. I never, when we went to the special invitations, in Las Vegas, two years in a row, we were invited. I never, I never walked the strip with them. I never um, went to the clubs with them, smoked with them. So I was a sore thumb. Because as a team in America, you got to do those things. You're not a real brother until you, we, we, you know, we sleep with the same girl or until we smoke from the same blunt. We, 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 we not brother. I can't trust you. You know what I mean? Ooh, you might be one of the, you might be the fans or something. You know what I mean? You can't if you don't do what we doing. You know you you you're you're not part of you're not from the brotherhood, and that's how I was treated. Especially the last two years, you know, I had major NBA scouts on my tail, man. My last two years, but I came off the bench. I didn't play. The coach didn't even play me on the seniors' night. On seniors' night, as a senior. I was the only player on the team that didn't play. Have you ever heard of this? You guys watch college basketball, college football, college sports? Mm-hmm. I, have you heard of senior night before? I've heard of it, though. Yeah. I mean, senior night is dedicated to the seniors. So no matter how important the game is, win or lose, you got to play the seniors. Sometimes the seniors start or they finish the game. In this case, the game that we are senior game, this my last game of my career is the senior night. We get de- decorated, we get halftime show, we get the pictures, family come, parents taking pictures. It's our last collegiate game of our career. And 
with this game, whether we won or lost, we had the same position in the playoffs. So it didn't mean it don't it didn't matter if we won or lost. We still had the same, we were still fifth place or whatever, seventh place. It don't matter. We were still the same place. So I'm like, I'm I'm nervous. I'm ready to ball. I'm I'm gonna just shoot threes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm cross somebody over. I'm a waving a fan. I had a whole game plan. Well, like he called every, the freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, walk-ons. He not one mentioned my name. I don't know. So it was a test for me, man. It was like, and a lot saved me. Uh, you know, and, and and you know it's crazy. In 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 the conference tournament, guess who played the most minutes? I did. Like coach, do you want to play me now? Cause you don't want to lose. We, we, you feel like you're close to the championship, and you want to play your best players. Even the best player on the team said that I was the best player on the team in an article. And the second team in practice will beat the first team because of me, Mashallah Tabarakallah. It was just very political. Very, um, they discriminated against me, and they said, "Oh, it wasn't discrimination." Listen, you don't play a senior or senior night. You know, I, I, I used to travel, like, when I packed my bags and we're jumping on the bus to go to away games or whatever, go to the airport, the coach would be like, what you doing, son? I said, what you mean what I'm doing, coach? He said, no, nah, you, you don't have to come. I said, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking about I don't have to come? He said, no, nah, we don't want cheerleaders. I said, coach, I want to support the team. Yeah, I said, yeah, I know, but just hang out with your family. Spend time with your family. I stopped traveling to away games, bro. Healthy. Healthy, in the best shape of my life. And he knew, he probably knew I spoke to one or two NBA uh, scouts. He knew it. And then in the conference game, after the conference game, when we lost, an uh, NBA scout came to me. He was like, who are you? What happened? What, what happened to you? He gave me his card. He said, what happened? You played so well. Allah, Qadr Allah. Qadr Allah, man. Alhamdulillah. And, and that's, that's my basketball journey. And then after college, um, I didn't have no offers. They didn't, you know, the, the, the manager of that team didn't release film. Like, I needed game film to get a job. He gave everybody game film except for me. I said, yo, I need the game film. They, these, these NBA teams, uh, not NBA teams, these overseas teams, they're asking for game film. Like, I know you have it. You have access to it. Oh, no. You know, I kind of da 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 I said, super. And he was, a, he was like Bible Belt boy. You know, he loved, you know, and he was a Christian boy. And I never had the base or forced my religion on them. I just played ball. I just wanted to play ball, have fun. But, you know, when you're different, especially when it comes to the faith, it, it becomes a problem. You know, Allah says they like to, uh, you know, they like to bite their nails. They, they bite their nails out of jealousy. You know what I mean? So the Bakr Allah says that they wish that they can turn your, you against your faith out of jealousy. You know what I mean? This is what Allah says. They're jealous that we're on a straight path. You know what I mean? And, um, and then I, I eventually play ball in Saudi and then teach in English. And then that's when my social media... Um, journey started a lot you know social media I, I downloaded snapchat snapchat was very popular i think it still is popular i don't have snapchat now but i think it's still it's still popular in saudi uh, but at the time um the, the students like teacher you very funny very very funny man did get 
سناب شات يو ماست داونلود تحميل سناب شات نو اي سي وات وات سناب شات اخي يا داونلود سناب شات اند لورد هاف ميرسي اي كان ستي اون يو نو اي اي ديد برانكس اي ديد اسلاميك برانكس اون تاكسي درايفرز اي ديد ام راندوم كونفرسيشنز اور انترفيوز وذ سعوديز وذ باكستانيز وذ اول ذا ريسز ذات ذات واز ذير ان جده اند ات واز جوين فايرال اي مين سوبر سوبر فايرال And but it came with the fitna, okay, major fitna, like, like real time, big time haram fitna, you know. And so I deleted it, and I didn't save the videos. I just deleted it. I was so the fitna was bad. I I don't want to you know go into details, but as rijal, you know what fitna I'm talking about. And I was getting messages that I should not have been getting from individuals, and so you know. It's secretive, so they feel like, oh, they open it. It's going halas masal. I'm shukran. Thank you for looking. It's not said no, no. It's still here, and it's you destroy me. Ah, yeah, I deleted it, and um, came back from Saudi. I met Stacy. Okay, met Stacy. We got married. Um, you know, we were driving in an Uber. Well, I was I after like a few months. Out, my plan was to go back to Saudi and teach and play ball, but when I came back. My for my first marriage, you know, I married her years before I met Stacy. But we were divorced, obviously. And she, you know, she said, "Hey, come, come take the kids." I said, "Bet." I've been fighting for these kids for the past few years. Flew to Turkey, whatever I had to do, got my kids, and they stayed with me for a year. I was like, "Dang," you know, I can't take them to Saudi because the visa doesn't cover family. It's a, it's, you know what I mean? I said, "What do I do? Do I?" Do I dip with my kids, or do I try to find another contract? So I said, you know what? Let me enjoy the kids while I'm here, and I'm enjoying my family, my father. So I I started doing Uber. You know, I went I went to the car dealership, bought me a Lexus, my Shalla cash. You know, I had that halal money, that Arab money. You know what I'm saying? I said, how much? I said, I don't want to pay Reba. Ain't no Reba over here. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to pay no Reba. He's oh, okay. So uh, which, which which city was this? This was Orlando. Orlando, okay. Orlando. My father loves Orlando. And uh, he's from New York, and my mother's from Atlanta, uh, from Dallas, Georgia. Um, and um, when he came uh, to Orlando, he was like, "This is it. I'm staying. This is it, right?" And uh, Subhanallah, I got a Lexus, and I said, "Listen, I'm going to use this hybrid Lexus to make some money." Uh, Uber's popping in Orlando at the time. It's like crazy competition now. I was driving and I drove downtown and these two uh, beautiful ladies walked in a car. Okay, and being me, you know, I got my kufi on. You know what I'm saying? I'm whipping that Lexus, trying to get this money. It was four o'clock in the morning. She was like, "How tall are you?" First question. I said six four. I said, "Okay." She said, "Okay, you got the seat back." And she's like, "Oh, this is my this is my friend. It's her birthday." This Stacy talking, you know, and she's just she's spitting that game. You know, she's spitting that game, and we're laughing. And then um, I started to sense that she was very interested. Obviously, I'm interested too. And so I said, "Okay, let me let me uh, let me get her number." So listen, uh, can I get your number? You want to have lunch tomorrow, breakfast? She said, "Sure." She was just like, "What?" So the next day, I said, "Listen, don't come alone. Bring somebody with you. You have a father. You have mother. You have." She said, "I'll be my friend." I said, "As long as you're not alone, let's have, because uh, we had a we had a little dawah session in the car. So I, I guess you know I was I know Shaitan was like, "Yo, Muhammad, 
spit some more dawa, man. You know, let the tub your khutu to shaitan, right? Don't follow the steps, footsteps of shaitan. I follow them steps. But I, 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 I think that Allah knew my niyyah was correct. You know? When I met her, I, the first thing I said, first of all, she, she ordered pork, right? She had some bacon. I said, listen, I would have paid for both of your dishes, but there's pork on the plate, and I can't buy the pork. It's hard off for me. She was like, she looked at her father, her friend, like, like, this clown, what? You can't buy no pork? I said, no, I'm not buying. I never bought pork, never will. And then I told her, listen, I'm Muslim, okay? How, and you know, we can't do, I can't touch you. We can't get a hug. You want to learn about Islam? And I broke it down in khalas. The next day, she was, what is this? What is that? Before you know it, a month later, I said, listen, hold up, hold up. I said, no, this is like two weeks later. I said, listen, we like each other, khalas. You, you know and I know, we, and we didn't say, ba- I didn't call her baby, yeah, I didn't flirt with her. I said, sister, you know I like you. So listen, as a Muslim, you want to do like, let's court halawe. She said, what is that? I said, listen, let's get married. You have your rights. Um, we have two witnesses. You have a mahar. She said, what is a mahar? You get a dowry. You can ask for anything you want. She said, I want a ring. So I said, bet. She said, hold on. Don't send me the ring yet. Don't, don't. Let's not. When I send you a ring, that means I'm ready. I said, okay, we're not going to talk no more then. When, you, when I get that message with a ring, the picture of the ring that you want, then we'll talk. I said, we ain't talking. I'm waiting for you. Let's, let's nip this in the butt. And so a few days later, or maybe a week later or whatever, she sent, I got a picture, a notification. Oh, it's a ring. She wants to get married. So I went and got that ring. Um, I think it was from Pandora. And um, we got married, you know. And a month later, it was Ramadan. She took a shahada. She rolled around in the bed. She woke me up three in the morning. I said, girl, what are you doing? It's Ramadan. I'm about to get up for Tahajah in like an hour. You, you got me an hour up too early, baby girl. What you doing? Honolulu. She said, I'm ready. I said, what you mean you're ready? Ready for what? It's three. What, what you ready for? <laughs> I'm sleep- I got work and I got a fast. She said, I'm ready. She had tears down from her eyes. I said, oh, subhanAllah, you ready? I said, Ashadu. She repeated after me. She took a shahada. That's how she became. She took a shahada. And um, that's how we got married. That's exactly how we got married. And how many, she said, Muhammad, no man has ever been upfront with me, honest with me respected me the way you did. You didn't try to have, you know, in the course, you didn't try to, this was strange to her. I prayed in front of her to see if she, how she reacted to the prayer. I recited the Quran before we got married. I recited the Quran to see how she reacted to the Quran. I asked her, listen, as a Muslim, if, if, if we were to have children with a Muslim man, this is how they would be raised. The children would be raised. She said, okay, I'm okay with that. I asked her, I spoke to the mom, you know what I mean? And, and I wanted to see Especially Stacey's reaction to Islam, period. Because marrying a non-Muslim woman is, marrying a Muslim woman is a risk. Vice versa. Marriage is a risk. There's no guarantee in marriage. But to marry a, a Jew or a Christian, you know, this is very risky. And I want to say this to the brothers. Brothers, if you meet a sister in the dunya in America, it happens. You know, we want to be 100% halal, but we have jobs. We work with women, unfortunately. We have, go to school. We go to school with women, unfortunately. We um, just go to the gym, LA Fitna. 
we want to go to LA Fitna. And that's, that's, you know what's in LA Fitna. You know what's in LA Fitna. You feel me? This is the society that we live in. So you're going to see beautiful women on a daily basis. There's nothing wrong with that. Try to lower your gains. If that's not helping, the process some said fast. If you can't fast no more, you're losing too much weight. You know, you know what time it is. You got to get married. And then I'm very unfortunate. And a lot of sisters got mad at me and my brother for marrying non-Muslim women. Brother, there's so many sisters ready to marry you. Why would you marry a non-Muslim? She wanted a ring that was $100. You want $20,000. Um, sister, I can't afford you. You are worth a million. You're worth, you're priceless. But my price is very simple. Your price is, I can't do it. Monetarily, I can't do it. I can't afford you. I was in like five official Nadr Shara'iyas in Saudi Arabia. I couldn't afford them. I couldn't afford them. They want this. They want, hey, this is too much. And I love, I love my Muslim sisters. But sister, and, you know, Omar he was giving a khutbah about the mahar. He was like, listen, sisters, you got to chill with the mahar. And the sister stood up and she spoke for the women. She said, but Allah says in the Quran, it's our haq. We can ask for what we want. Omar said, okay. You want to make the halal difficult? Make the halal difficult. And this is the fitna that's, that, that, that we're facing today. The brothers don't see a future anytime soon of marrying a good Muslim woman because the family or whatever asks for too much. And then I've seen sisters that have no future because of this, and they do the haram on the low. We know this is a plague in the Muslim community. We've seen it. We see our brothers do it. We see our sisters do it because the haram is too difficult. It's, it's, it's too far of a reach. Okay, I'm human. Mankind was created weak. This verse is in Surah Nisa. It's in Surah chapter of the women. Talking about, and you read around the verses, you read the tafsir of this verse, and you know it's talking about, you know, fornication, lowering the gaze, and all this stuff, uh, you know, getting married. We're ba'if, we're du'afa, habibi, we're weak. So you make the most simplest thing in Islam is to get married. There's nothing more simpler than to get married. Hey, I got to I gotta sit down before I drink, right? You know, they, you know if I do a video and I, and I drink standing up, oh, it's haram. No, it's not haram to drink standing up, Habibi. It's just, it's makru. It's just better to sit down. You know, but getting married is easier than drinking the water. You know what I mean? It takes five minutes to get married. Five minutes. Five mm. minutes, Habibi. But we made the simplest thing. Guys, Allah does not want to make things hard for you, Allah says in the Quran. He wants to make things easy for you. Okay? He wants things, he wants, you know, يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَى وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَى Allah says in the Quran. He wants to make things easy. And so, um, that's my response. Stacy and my wife before that, she was, I gave her shahada. This, my wife before that, I gave her shahada before I married her. Okay? She's still a Muslim to this day, mashallah, tabarakallah. She's still my, you know, my brother's close friend with, you know, my, in, my in-law, my sister-in-law, this she married another Muslim man. She's, I get, listen, I get all her ajib. You know what I mean? I get all her ajib. 
even though we're not married anymore. I get all her ajr, mashallah, tabarakallah. But I said, listen, she went, I bought her a ring for like $90. I bought Stacy, and alhamdulillah, I just recently upgraded her, you know, a little diamond piece and diamond set, mashallah, tabarakallah. Can I get a mashallah? <laughs> you know, but, but Allah, you know, Allah says, and, 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 and to, to spend from what he has. Allah says in the Quran, and if he has a lot, let him spend. If he has a little, he's, he's limited, let him spend for what he have. But if you're making the halal ease, haram, uh, uh, the halal very difficult, what is the resort? You see, and that's the problem. And so my advice to brothers when they get, um, if they meet a sister who's not Muslim, see her reaction of Islam, meet her family, make sure, you know, don't, you don't, as long as you know that she's tayyibah, you know, she, she's, she believes in Allah, she, she believes in God, she believes in Isa, you know, she believes in the angels. Make sure she has some core beliefs. And to be honest, nowadays, it's so hard, you know, it, to marry a non-Muslim is, is very risky because we're living in bad times. You know, these aren't the same Christians and Jews as before, you know what I mean? And so it's a very, I, I always say, do not marry with hope. Hope comes after marriage. I hope we stay together. <laughs> well, you don't marry someone hoping that they'll be what you want them to be. Big mistake. You see what I'm saying? And so, but with my wife, I made Sahara. I had, man, I had an ease filled with her. Very, I had Sakina in my heart. Very, it was, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't like, oh, should I do it? It just went naturally. Everything was halal. It just went, it went so smoothly. And subhanAllah, a year later, she started wearing the hijab. I never asked her to wear hijab. I never asked her to take those crazy pictures off Instagram. Like, you know, before she went from bikini to burkini. Okay, burka. She went from bikini to jilbab. Literally, mashallah tabarakallah, without me telling her. We have to learn how to remind each other of Allah. And yes, kuntum khayru nas ukhrajat kuntum, okay? Khayru umatin ukhrajat linnas. Ta'muruna bil ma'roof, tanhara al munkar, wa tu'minuna billah. Yes, we are the greatest people to emerge of mankind. We forbid, we encourage good, forbid evil. You know, tanhara al munkar, right? We forbid evil and we believe in Allah. But how do we do these things? How do we forbid evil? How do we encourage good? We lack akhlaq and hikmah when it comes to these two things. You see what I'm saying? So I wanted to be as, have the best characters possible dealing with my wife. She came from a very harsh and traumatic background. So if, if I was harsh on her, where did he jab? You gotta pray five times a day. You gotta learn al-fatiha. What's wrong with you? Oh, Khabif. Oh, Khabif, I don't want you. You're uh, Allah, the Prophet said the women are made from the rib. You strain her out too much, you're going to break her. And this is what the Ummah is doing. We're breaking the women. We're, we are breaking. I want to I talk about two things. And, and, and you guys cut me off because I can, I can talk for three hours and not even realize it. You know what I mean? I want to talk about the hijab real quick, inshallah. Okay, I want to, I, I really want to break down the hijab the best way I can, inshallah. Okay, starting with the Quran, right? The first verse was from Surah Nur. Allah starts with, actually, let me, let me see. We always talk about the women. 
We don't talk about the men. Their hijab, their hayat, their hayat, their, 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 uh, their modesty. We always are on top of women. Your hijab ain't correct. Why you wearing makeup? Your clothes are too tight. Brother, you're playing soccer and it's halfway up your lot. Leg, the shorts are halfway up your leg. Your fuckhead is showing and you're in, you're being a keyboard warrior and you're telling the sister, a strand of hair is coming down. Haram. This is so, shame on you, sister. Brothers, stop gaining up on these sisters. It's hard enough that they have to cover the most precious thing to them is their beauty, it's a, especially in 2022. We have access to social media. We want public validation, competition. It's a plague. But with hikmah, you know, we always talk about women, what the women should do, what the women should wear, how the women should wear, what they should. What about the men? What about these brothers on social media showing their chests? That's not modesty. The Prophet وسلم, nor the Sahabas never went outside uh, without, we can't even pray with our shoulders showing. Only in Ihram, and that's one shoulder. We can't even pray. Even, even in Ihram, when we pray, we have to take the strap and cover the other shoulder while we pray. And then after we pray, we continue our Umrah or Hajj. We have a modesty too. The Prophet was building a masjid in Medina. It was very hot. He took his shirt off, put it on his shoulder to carry the stone of the masjid and he fainted. And when he woke up, he knew why he fainted. He fainted because him being outside in public with his shirt off was not modest. It's not modest. Tight is not modest. Tight shirts, we're showing the form of our body. It's not modest. Yes, the aura, the private part is from the navel to the knees. But still, we can't just casually, I can't be on this live right now with my shirt off. My abs and chest, my, my wife like, yo, what are you doing? You, you, you thirst trapping, bro. And modesty, having modesty, it, 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 it amplifies the love between a man and a woman when both of them are modest. It's amazing. I lower my gaze, she lower her gaze. I don't touch other women, she don't touch other men. I dress modestly, respectfully, and she only knows what's under these clothes. And she dresses modestly, respectfully, and I only know what's under. Ahi, we don't know what we're missing. When we're, we're, ayat, you know, it's part of the deen. Shatrul iman is half of the deen. As the Okamah oh, calling Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it's half the deen. So, brothers, Allah told you first the hijab in the Quran, Surah Nur. You know? You know? Allah says, you know, basr for the men first. Lord, it gets the hijab of the eyes. And then he told the men to guard the chastity, get married. Boom. And then the verses for the women came. But it had a little more instructions with the women. And I want to talk about the, the hijab real quick. The, the, the verse, it goes from the same orders. Lord, your gains, women. Guard your chastity, sisters. Okay, don't get, you know, get married before you do your do. You do. But then there was a one-two punch that Allah did for the women to protect them. You see, clothing comes all the way from Adam, alayhi salam, and Eve, alayhi salam, or whatever her name was. May Allah forgive me. There's, you know, there's some difference between what her name was, you know. When they were cast down on earth, they felt the shy and they felt the shyness. So they started covering their, their private parts, their aura out of modesty. They didn't feel that in Jannah. 
They felt it in, in this earth. And that's why we feel something when we see a woman. Don't, a, a sister can be walking away from us and we still trying to look at something. She could be walking away and we trying to see what she working with. What? What? We don't even see, need to see the sister's face. And we, it's a trial for us. And it's a trial for the sisters too. Okay? But, but Allah says, The man is not like the woman. The man is not like the woman. Okay? So anyway, there was a one-two punch. Allah says, Allah says, First orders of hijab, that barrier that women should have. And it's all for their protection. And that, that protection part goes into the next verse. I'm going to expound upon real quick, inshallah. But Allah says, after guard your chastity, uh, after lower your gaze to the women, guard your chastity, then Allah says, and do not show off your beauty. What happens when a woman shows off her beauty? She's inviting unnecessary, un unwanted attention. Oh, you a perv. Why are you looking at me? Girl, you show me some. What you talking about while I'm a look? I I'm trying over here, but you, do you know, do you know that men, the first sight, the first looker of men is the breast. Look it up. Google it. What is the first thing men look at and how long? It's 85% Habibi. Less than 20% look at the face. And you know where I'm going with this. Less than 20% look at the face. We look at 80%, 85%. And another uh, um, um, study said 47%. First thing is the breast. And li listen to this verse. Allah says, and do not show off your beauty, except what is apparent from it. Meaning, in Albani, Ibn Abbas Ibn Omar Anawi, three Madahib, Shafi, Maliki, Hanafi. They said, means the face and the hands. This is not the aura, and this is I, I agree with this opinion. That is not the aura of the woman. Allah says, except what's apparent thereof. And and obviously. The one, all of you guys are beautiful, mashallah, tabarakallah. Oh, you're, you're, you're handsome. Do I blame your, your, your beauty that Allah is giving you? Do I blame you? Oh, sister, why are you looking at my boy, man? What's wrong with you? No, we, we all have our parts. And I'll give you an example real quick, and then I'll get back to the verse in the Quran. Fadl, anhu, was a very handsome sahaba. He was so handsome that when ancient Jibril used to descend on earth, he used to take the shape and form of Fadl to the point where Aisha sometimes would see Fadl and say, yo, you know, she would tell the Prophet, yo, that's Fadl coming. Now he said, the Prophet said, no, that's, that's the ancient Jibril. This is how handsome Fadl was. So Fadl was with Rasulullah during the time of Ihram, he was making Hajj and whatnot. This is in Sahih Bukhari. All my Bukhari lovers, this is in Sahih Bukhari. So the hadith gave the same adjective to both Fadl and the beautiful woman. Very beautiful woman. And Fadl, okay, a very handsome man. Okay, so this woman was beautiful. 
she asked the Prophet can I make Hajj for my on behalf of my father because he's just over at old age? He said, Yes. The Prophet was interacting with this beautiful woman. But guess what? Father was doing. Y'all know what Father was doing. He was not lowering his gaze. This is a Sahaba at the time of Hajj in front of the Prophet Sallallahu not lowering his gaze. And you know what the Prophet Sallallahu did? Did he call the, the, him? Did he scold him? What's wrong with you? Why are you looking at this woman? You, you're weak. You're haram alayk, shame, aib alayk. What's wrong with you? He didn't scold him. Did he call the woman? Why are you causing fitna to all these men around here? We're making Umrah. Why are you coming outside like this? Your husband is a do you. Do you have a husband? Or he's a do you. Do you have a father? He's a do you. Whoever is your male guardian, they're a do you. Did he call him a do you? The Prophet he just took father's head, chin, he said, turn away from her. That's it. Look at the akhlaq of the Prophet Sahih Bukhari. Sahih Bukhari, Habibi. And what do we do? Allah says, La yaskhar qawm asa'an yukunu khayra minhum wa la nisa'a asa'an yukunna khayra minhumna wa la talmizu anfusakum wa la tanabazu bil alqab bi'sal ism al-fusuk ba'd al-iman Look at this beautiful verse in the Quran. Look, look, look at the state of the ummah right now. Allah says, O oh people, do not scold one another. Do not, do not ridicule one another. Do not ridicule each other. Perhaps the one who is being ridiculed is better than the one who's doing the ridiculing. I didn't say it. Allah said it. You, you may be ridiculing somebody on Instagram. Oh, brother, you did it. That brother might be better than you. That's your Muslim brother. Don't ridicule him. And then Allah said, well, he said, and he said specifically, and for the women, do not ridicule each other. Perhaps the woman who is being ridiculed is better than a woman who is doing ridiculing. SubhanAllah. And do not insult each other. You calling me out of my name? This is insulting. If you don't call me, ya Muslim, ya Habibi, ya Muhammad, ya Hufanes, you're insulting me. I can't call you out of your name. This is insulting. I cannot ridicule you. It is insulting. Allah says, La tell me anfusakum. Do not insult each other. Have you read a hadith where Prophet insulted someone? He had a list of munafiqun. He knew every munafiq ever. He entrusted this list with Yahya, I believe his name. He gave him the whole list of munafiqun. Did he call one, one Muslim in the ranks munafiq? Did he? Can you imagine if... I knew the, oh, you're a munafiq, you're a kafir, you're a munafiq. Haram, I can't do this. And then Allah says, Do not call bad names. You call a brother the youth because his wife shows his, her face. You call him a the youth. You calling me out of my name. After I, after I have faith, I, I believe in Allah. I believe in Yom Al-Qiyamah, the Qadr, the, the Malaika, and, and, and Al-Anbiya. I believe in this. You calling me out of my name, Habibi? Wallahi, you're just giving me a signal. You're a Muflis. You're becoming a Muflis. A Muflis is the person who is bankrupt. The Prophet said, who is a Muflis? They said, the Sahaba said, easily. A Muflis is a person who had money. He ain't got no money. He broke. <laughs> he, brother broke. The Prophet said, no. 
The Muflis is a person who comes on Yom Al-Qiyamah with his Salah, with his Zakah, with his Hajj, with all the good, his fasting. He insulted this person. He killed this person. He shed the blood of this person. He backbited this person. He stole from this person. All of his hasanat, his salawat, and his fasting, it goes to his victims. You're giving me your hasanat, y'all brothers. You're giving me your hasanat. Don't call. Listen. I'm going to get to the youth later, inshallah. I'm going to go back to the verse. Then Allah says, After Allah says, Albani, all the many, majority of the ulama, they say, that means her aura is everything, her whole body, except the hands and face. Read it. I think Albani wrote a book, uh, Jilbab, or something like this. He wrote a book. Read it. Okay? And then uh, the same verse, Allah says, وَلْيَذْرِبْنَ بِخُمِّرِهِنَّ Beautiful. And I mentioned that the first thing the men look at is, is the breast. The bosom. Listen to this verse. Allah says, and the, they, the women, should take their khimar. Khumar. And, and, and this is khumar, obviously, I'm touching my kufi. This ain't no khimar. But take the khimar. The khumar bi khumiri hinna. Take your khimar and take it and cover alajuyu bi hinna. Cover your breasts. Look at the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Cover your breasts. That's very modest. Now he ain't got nothing to look at. And then this, the, in the studies, it said like less than 20% look at the face. They look at the, the waist. Like 40% looks at the waist and the bottom. And then they work away up. So Allah, look at the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To take the... Because before these verses, they used to wear the khimar. The, the women. It's the headpiece. Okay, That's the meaning of khimar. What the woman uses to cover her head. So, but they used to take the ends and throw it behind them. And so their neck, their ears, I mean, it was like, you know, we seen sisters with bandanas on. Well, you know how this, that's a little attractive. I ain't gonna lie. You know, her neck is showing out. Oh, Lord, I got a little of my gaze. This is, she, she, she fitting her, right? Boom. But then Allah said, Allah tweaked the hijab just a little bit. He tweaked it. They already had the khimar on. They already covered the hair. They had, you know, they wore it back a little bit and then they pushed it back and it was just, you know what I mean? When after this verse, the juyub is the breast. He Allah tweeted the hikmah and the kindness, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just cover your breasts. Boom. Cover your ears, your neck. Boom. Okay? This is the khimar or the hijab. Nowadays we call it the khimar the hijab. Okay? This is the khimar. This is the khimar. So, brothers. If you're blaming a beautiful woman, you're saying, brother, sister, you're a fitna. She's dressed modestly. You're the problem. You're the problem. Her odor is not showing. Why are we putting so much emphasis on women? Why are we blaming and talking down on women? Why are we doing this? Why, why is the energy shifting the blame to women? Oh, you, you, what do you want? You want to cheat her and cover her hair? She done cover everything and you still blaming her. You still did the Prophet blame that beautiful woman during Hajj? Did he? No. Because we're we're human beings. And you know what? The hikmah of everything, 
Even Nick Arby's, I love Nick Arby's. Stacy, she tried to wear Nick Arby for a good minute. I was very happy when she wore Nick Arby. How many lives we took pictures? I was like, oh yeah, I got my wife. She wearing Nick Arby. But you know, it lasted not so long, but she felt uncomfortable with us. And listen, no blame. Allah says this and that and the other. As long as you, you know, you, you dress modestly and whatever and you cover it and, you know, do your best, right? But I've seen Nick Arby's, right? Right? They had to take off in the airport. You got to show that face. The, the basis, the source of identity is the face and the hands, fingerprints. The hikmah of Allah. So it's not a sin for her to show her face. She got to get ID. She got to travel, get a passport. She might get pulled over by police, a male police. What you going to do? Oh, it's haram. No, it's not a habibti. It's not a sin. Show the, bro show the officer your face before you, <laughs> you get locked up. You, you might be an impersonator. The hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Talk to me, Shaykh. It's halal bacon time, Shaykh. The hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second verse, and I'm going to cut this quick, inshallah, is in Surah Al-Ahzab. Okay? Allah says, Ya, ya Ayyuhan Nabi, O Prophet. I mean, he's, he directly, I mean, this is serious. This is how serious the hijab is. This is how serious modesty is. Allah spoke directly to the Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Qulli azwajik wa banatik. Say to your wives, your daughters, and the believing women. I mean, that's every woman who claims to be Muslim. MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. Okay? To the Nina, Alayhinna, Jiyubihinna. Jalabibihinna. To the Nina, okay? To throw over the Jilbab. What is the Jilbab? In, in, in Arabic, I believe, is mulabis wasi'ah. A cloak. Loose clothing. So you have the khimar. It's covering the bosom. And you have the jilbab. Wear what you want, sister. But wear something that's not. And sister say, why we got to wear loose clothing? Where does it say it in the Quran? Sister, jilbab. If you look up the meaning of jilbab, it's a loose cloak. It covers the whole body. Okay? It covers the whole body. The jilbab is in the Quran. Okay, be jalabi hinna, Allah says, with your, cover your bodies with, okay, the jilbab. Why? Well, why? I know the sister saying, why? Why I gotta, I wanna show my beauty. I'm, I'm beautiful. I want, I gotta shake what my mama gave me. I gotta show everybody what my mama gave me. Allah says, That's better for you that you're not overly exposed. For what? There's so many evil men out there. Look at the, the, the human trafficking of women alone. Look at the sexual harassment at work. Look at the sexual harassment at, 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 at school. Look at high school. The women, are, the women are, are, are traumatized in high school. By the time they reach college, they're already traumatized. They hate men, basically, because they showed them exactly what Allah says. Do not show them. Just show your husband. Don't, don't show them all that, the cleavage. Don't show them, show, because look, if you show that brother that, he's not thinking about your personality. He don't want to know your name. He don't care. You've already triggered him. And I, so I always say, and this is why they call me Halal Hitch, I always say, men don't have switches. We don't have on and off. We just on. Women have switches. On, off, they turn on, they turn off, you know. If they see a handsome man, oh, he's handsome. He, she keep walking. If a brother see a beautiful, what? 
Do you, do you feel me? It's a difference. Look how Allah finished this verse. Allah says, so that you may not be overly exposed and known to just random men, especially in, 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 in even online, but especially in, per in person. You're vulnerable, sister. You're very vulnerable. They're picking up women in Orlando. That's the capital of human trafficking because everybody, the sun is out, every woman want to be, you know what I mean? The beaches are there, Cuba is there, the islands, right? Everything, everything's the border, everything. Mexico is there. Well, not Mexico, but the border. And falayu so that you may not be harmed. Okay, we all get harmed. I'm like, I got jumped. I'm from the hood, from Atlanta, from the hood. Okay, I got jumped. I had guns pulled on me. I'm from, like, my, my daddy didn't have no money. We lived in the hood, okay? We were, you know, below, you feel me? So I experienced racism from cops, getting jumped, fights. I experienced that. Even, in, even going to homeschool, we still went outside to play ball. We still went outside to hang out. You feel me? But not the harm that Allah is speaking about in the Quran. So that the women won't be harmed. The sexual harassment, the, the molestation, the vulnerability that women have in certain workforces, in certain environments where men see the opportunity to take advantage. You got married men trying to take advantage of women. You got single men trying to take just evil men. You cannot protect. I can protect myself. Ain't no woman going to try to take advantage of me. I mean, she can try to seduce me, but she can't make me. It's my choice. But I can make a woman. You see the difference? So Allah says, for now you are there. So this is the hijab, brothers and sisters. Brothers, focus on your fahid, man. Focus on your thighs when you're playing soccer and basketball, when you're boxing or whatever you're doing, pull-ups on Instagram. Put a shirt on, brothers, before you tell a sister to put on a hijab, before you tell a sister, you know, wear niqab. Yes, the women wore niqabs at that time, but it's not. Obviously, the Prophet uh, was sitting in the house Asma bin Abu Bakr, the daughter of Abu Bakr, walked in on her. And he turned, he lowered his gaze. He said, oh, he said, listen, Asma. He said, at the age of puberty, cover your whole body except hadha wa la hadha. Illa hadha wa la hadha. He said, except this and this. And this is Albani. Yeah. Albani, he, he authenticated this. Another hadith. Some said, do not cover your faces and wear gloves in the time of ihram. Obviously, that's showing two points. One, women did wear niqab and gloves. And two, it's not the aura. So, for you to call me a youth, I asked so many brothers. I said, brother, you married? That's my first question, you know. I, I, do, I do interact with my comments. Good comments and bad comments. I love interacting with my I do, and I know you guys noticed it. I love interacting with my followers. I think they deserve it. I love my followers. And my messages are over, like, it's crazy, but I do try to respond to some comments and some uh, DMs, you know? I love to see the joy that I responded to them and the habit that I responded, and, and it brings joy to me. Well, I, my followers, they're the reasons why, by Allah's permission, I keep pumping up, pumping this content, alhamdulillah, because I get... More love than I do the, the youth statements, you know? Anyway, 
I said, brother, you married? He said, yeah. I said, brother, does your, does your wife cover her face? What does that have to do with it? I said, this is just a simple question. No, she don't cover. Oh, so does she go grocery shopping? Does she, does she go to the gym? Does she go to school? Oh, so men can see her. Does that make you a youth, my brother? No, but it's different. No, it's not different. It's not different. A million men see your wife and a hundred thousand see your wife. It's no difference. You're calling me a youth because you can see my wife's hands and face. What about you, brother? How many women can hold that high iman of hayat as the wives of the Prophet and the women that were with the wives of the Prophet they, they covered their gloves. And when they heard the, ver the verses in Sahih Bukhari, when they heard the voice verses, um, verses of the hijab, you know, they, they covered their whole body, you know, face and everything. They, I mean, their iman was super, superb. The Prophet never ordered to cover your face. Show me one verse. Show me one hadith. Please, please, show me, please, please. Do my, be my guest. So, but he did order the khimar. He did order the dharab of the, uh, on the bosoms. He did order the jilbab. He did say that. Because, look, look, women are struggling with the hijab alone. You want her to cover her face too? And wear gloves? I've only seen like five women in my life in America that wore gloves. I've, I've, I mean, show me a group of teenage women that wear niqabs, hijab, jilbab, and gloves. You gonna be that hard on our sisters, and then you're still gonna blame them because now you're telling them to stay in the house. Brother, the women are human. The women are human. You live your life. Brother, you, oh, I said, okay, um, I guess I'll just, you know, have fun and make videos. And then my wife, I tell her, don't have Instagram, don't have social media, don't have this, don't have these things, don't post, you can't do nothing. And then she see me doing everything I tell her not to do. That will, just sister, post. We have ulama from women, they don't wear niqab. I've went, met imams' wives who studied from, graduated from Azhar, graduated from Medina University. They don't wear niqabs. Does that make them a do youth? Does that make imams do youth? We have imams for do youth now? Look at the state of the ummah, man. Well, that tell him it's unfusical, man. Don't, don't talk down on people and do not call people bad names, especially out of, out of, out of ignorance. There's two hadith about the youth. Two hadith about the youth. Very simple. And I love Arabic, so you know I'm going to read them in Arabic. One hadith talks about three people both of them talk about three people that don't want, will never enter Jannah. Allah won't look at them. You know what I mean? You know how it goes. Uh, a drunkard, a, a woman who tashbih rijal. You know she looks like women, men. She intentionally dresses to appear like a man and a youth. And then the other hadith, uh, one who's undutiful to the parents, a drunkard and the youth. So the youth is in both of the hadiths. One hadith says, "At the youth, at the Prophet gave the meaning of the youth." So why are we giving our own meanings? Why are we giving our own interpretations of how do you? That's not fair. Who, who are you? The Prophet ﷺ gave the ma'na of the youth. The Prophet ﷺ said, the youth al-ladhi. Rajul al-ladhi. The man who. Yuqirru fi ahlihi al-khabith. Allah, may Allah protect us from this. He agrees with his wife khabith. That's like fornication. It's adultery. It's the ultimate khabith. Evilness. Obscene acts. It's you agree that your wife is fornicating. Chabit is filthy. 
You're saying that if a woman covers, uncovers her face and her hands, she's chabeth? Come on, man. Come on, Shay. And then the other hadith, Allah, the Prophet said, Adiyuth, because the Sahaba said, what is Adiyuth? Adiyuth al-Ladhi, a rajul al-Ladhi, a man who, la yubali, man dakhala ala ahli. What? That's even more detailed than the first one I mentioned. A man, a youth is a man who does not care who enters his wife. A cockhole, Habibi. That's a youth, man. The Prophet gave a meaning of the youth. You call me a youth? I saw brothers like, you know, alhamdulillah, you know, we're considered celebrities or whatever you want to call it. I never considered myself a celebrity, you know what I mean? It's kind of weird to me, you know. But, alhamdulillah, we're at these events, whatever, and brothers want to ask, states a question, hey, you want to meet my wife? You want to you want to post this hijab for her? I, I don't mind. I, I, I step in between. I say, yo, yeah, ha Habibi, yo, you need anything? This is my wife. You need oh, yes. Like, yo, you too close. Bro, like, you talking to, you almost nose to nose with my wife. See, we still have to lower our gaze. Allah says in the Quran, ghutul basr for the men and women. It don't, there's no conditions. Whether she's fully cold or fully naked, we still have to lower our gaze. There's no conditions of lowering the gaze. The, the commandment, the Amr, was lower your gaze, men and women. So if she has a niqab, don't be looking at her eyes, trying to, oh man, she got pretty eyes. Oh, she's beautiful. Brother, you, ha you're the si you have the sickness, not her. If she's wearing a jilbab and she's covering, you can't see the form. You're trying to wait till the wind blows. Hold on, let me wait. Oh, you have the problem, Habibi. You are the problem. Don't blame her. We always blame the women. Allah says, we can Allah ghafuru rahima. After the jilbab hadith, the verse, Allah is forgiving. Look, look what, after giving instructions for the women to wear jilbab, Allah says, we can Allah ghafuru rahima. Allah is so forgiving and so merciful. Look, Allah, so now we got sisters struggling with hijab. Guess what? Allah is ghafuru rahim. Allah knows she's trying. Allah knows. That's not the youth. I'm not a de-youth. Now, if I was promoting my wife, like, yo, take, loosen that up and, you know, tighten that up. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm entering the realms of the youth. But still, technically, I'm not a de-youth. Because the Prophet said, la yubali man dakhla ala ahlihi, man. That's the ultimate chabeth, bro. That's the ultimate disgusting act is a man say yo she's fine ain't she go ahead bro a lot of the process I'm didn't mention ghira in those hadith not one time the word ghira was mentioned so don't say a youth is a man who has no ghira that's obvious he has no ghira I mean that's but what is ghira we don't know what ghira is man we think ghira is I'm gonna smack a dude if you look at my wife uh, Sa'ad Ibn Uqbada Uqbada he said, if I saw a man with my wife, with, that means obviously doing a dude. But like, you know, if I saw a man with my wife, he would catch my sword. So, so the Sahaba was like, yo, that's crazy. Ghira. So the Prophet said, are you astonished by his ghira? But I'm more, I have more ghira than that. And Allah has more ghira than that. And Allah's ghira is pr provoked by disobedience. Disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now you, you're, you're provoking his ghira. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's very vengeful when you, when you, especially in public. You see what I'm saying? But that's a, that's a, the youth. That's the leader. See, leader is protective jealousy. If you look up leader in Arabic, you have words like honor, protection. So what is leader? We protect our women's rights. The men of the community are the protectors and maintainers of the women. Women. No women should work ever in the Muslim community. Ever. A lot of say the husbands are the maintainers of the wife. He said the men may, because you put a woman out there to work, you're putting her at risk. She's, she's working eight hours with Johnny and she's only spending two hours with you. <laughs> what you think gonna happen? You know how much, how many affairs happen at work? She's taking advantage of, oh, she, he makes me laugh. Cause we got game. Brothers know how to get, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh. She's emotional, so she's sad at work. They had an argument because they only had spent two hours together because he's working too. So she go to work, happy to see Johnny. Johnny make her laugh, brings her coffee, looks at her a certain way, compliments her. The brother, you know, they've been married for five years. You know, his compliments kind of, kind of, kind of wind it down a little bit. You know what I mean? He kind of got, you know, comfortable. But he's seeking all the validation from Johnny at work for eight hours. So that's why the men are maintainers and protectors of the women. Obviously, it's not hard for women, women to work, but she should take heed which environment she work at. You know what I mean? So, that, so that's, that is the, the protection. Lira is the protection of the women. So you look at her a certain way, I'm, I'm yo, I, Lord, and I, like the Prophet Islam, he protected that woman. When he said, Father, come here. He protected her. And he protected him. He didn't scold nobody. He just turned his chin. Fuddle. He was like, yo, I can get that. He's handsome. He know he can get it. He looking at her like, yo. He, uh, the process of had lira for that woman that he didn't even know. That's lira. That's protective lira. You see a, you see a wife, she's wearing something a little tight. Like, yo, sis, I can, uh, I can say, yo, you, you kind of rocking that thing back there. Come on now. You got to help me out. That's lira. That's lira. Um, yo, babe, you know, let's not post that, man, because let's, re- let's re-record that because uh, your neck is showing, or maybe I have to blur it out. That's Lira. Don't tell me I don't have Lira. I, I hate when, like, brothers be telling me I don't have Lira. I said, I, 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 be, I be wanting to threaten them sometimes. Yo, talk to my wife, see if I don't have Lira. Talk to her. You know what? Before she started wearing hijab, the first year of our marriage, it was very testing for me. I, I, Low-key, and I told her this, I wanted to, like, leave her. Because I couldn't take it. Because she would see, receive so many messages from men. And we had access to each other's Instagram, each other's phones. We were just open couple, mashallah. And we still like this, you know? So I was like, yo, another dude, man. Yo, like, yo, like, he trying to speak game to my wife. So I, re- I respond, yo, man, uh, you got something to say to my wife, bro? Are you crazy? I'm, I'm sending a voice message to the guy who tried to hit on my wife. Mm. That's Rita. Yo, you can meet me. I'm in Orlando, bro. What's up? You gonna talk to my wife? You know she married, but you know she wasn't wearing hijab. She was, you know, she was showing a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? And even verified accounts, music producers, singers, like in her DMs. I was like, no. I was, I was told my dad. I said, Yo, pops, man. I don't know, man. She, she's not wearing a hijab. I don't even know why I did this, bro. I, I thought she was gonna wear it, and you know, she had one point where she kind of veered away from Islam for like a minute. I think she was going through something, you know? And I was like, yo, she, 
she showed me one side and now I see side B. I don't want to see side B. I want to see side A. This marriage is going to work. But the, uh, uh, an imam, I spoke to a very respectful man, mashallah. He's imam. He said, Muhammad, you love her? I said, yes. Do you think she loves Islam? I said, yes. Does she go against? I said, no. He said, be patient in dua. And we'll lie. I'm, I'm making one of my favorite duas that I still make to this day. And I, and I, I haven't, probably only four people know this. So now the world wants whatever. I used to say, Ya Allah, when it came to my wife, Ya Allah, guys, guys, thank you. Thank you. I said, Ya Allah, correct my mistakes and fix my errors. I'm about to dip. I want to mutahajib, but I don't know what I was thinking. But the feeling of Sakina was overwhelming. I, I just had to marry. You know what I mean? Anyway, a year later, she started wearing hijab. And then she went from caked up face to minimum mystic. I was like, I, I hate lipstick. Hate it. Hate it with a passion. Never liked it. All the wives I've been married to, I, I let them know, that's your face. Do what you want with it. But I'm not a fan of it. I love natural beauty. So mashallah to you. Do what you got to do. And so she went from bikini and caked up face to jilbab and minimum uh, makeup. I'm happy with that. Wallahi, I'm happy with, to see my wife make that 180 and to love the hijab. I never once told her to put on a hijab. Wallahi, I'm happy with that. Allah increase her. Of course, we brothers want some super high iman, righteous women. They don't even step outside. How many women you gonna find like that? Good luck, brother. And she's beautiful, and she's fun, and, and educated, and this, and good luck with that, brother. You see what I'm saying? So I'm very pleased with my wife, with her covering. She's, you know, she, she loves fashion. She, she's been a Muslim for four years. You expect her to be like Aisha Radhalah Anha? Come on. And then the videos that we post, mashallah, tabarakallah, we, I've given shahada to couples. I can't even count how many couples I've given shahada to. Alhamdulillah. They, didn't, they said we didn't know that Muslim couples had relationships. Like We just knew that men beat the women. That's all they knew. SubhanAllah. Many sisters. Every day she gets a, a DM. I'm wearing a hijab because of you. Thank you, sister. I mean, so you weighed out the good. Obviously, brother, if I told one brother, I said, listen, if, if my wife's face is too much fitness for you, just, just block me or just don't watch my videos. I'm not doing this for followers. So just look away. I, couple, I, I follow couples who do videos together. Focus on the men in the video. I watch it one time. Before, oh, that was funny. A like, a comment. Oh, y'all, I love y'all, mashallah. And I keep it moving. It don't bother me. As long as she ain't showing, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, hold on, hold on. She's showing too much because that's what we, we're inclined to. 85% we focus on the breast. 85%, bro. That's a high number. You see? And so that's my journey with my wife in terms of her taking a shahada. And brothers always ask me, I got brothers, so many, and I, I, if you're watching this, I'm, I'm sorry if I have not responded to you, but you're not the only one, bro. You know, a lot of brothers marry non-Muslim women, and they're asking me for advice. My advice to them is the advice that the Prophet gave to Aisha Radha Anha. He said, have two things, you can beautify any situation, patience and kindness. And then you add a little dua to that, inshallah, she's going to conform, but don't Habibi, don't force her to the right hijab. Actually, 
the hijab and that came 13 years after. That came when their iman was high. So brother, focus on her understanding of who Allah is. Increase her iman and she'll do the rest. Wallah, she'll put on the hijab because one day she's going to be like, yo, Allah, watch me. Yo, I got I to wear this hijab. This don't feel right. That's from the iman. That's from the taqwa. But you can't, what taqullah? Allah says, Allah says, fear Allah and he will teach you. Knowledge is connected to taqwa. Teach your wives taqwa. Teach um, 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 knowledge. That's one of the rights that your wife have on you is that you must teach her. You don't want no dummy for a wife. Islam promotes education amongst the women. That's her right. You get the knowledge from the masjid, you come back home, you have a class with your wife. You teach her, you correct her during the day. You correct, answer her quite, don't ignore, oh, baby, ask me later, I'm a little busy. No, brother. Hold, hold, hold on, let me put this, what, what you want, what, what question you have, babe? Okay, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Okay, let's research this together. Okay, I'll ask an imam. Teach your wives, especially when it comes to like polygyny and stuff like, the brothers, you can't just be marrying sisters and she don't even know what polygyny is about. She think you cheating the halal way. Like, <laughs> brothers. <laughs> You got to educate your women so they can educate their children. And so they'll be confident in why they're ready hijab. They'll be confident of how to be a wife, how to be a mother, they're conf how to pray. Some of our wives don't even know how to pray, but we want them to wear their hijab. Your wife is not even Muslim and you're for, yo, you can't wear that. Bro, she's not even Muslim. You can't force her to be modest. She don't have no iman. Allah, the Prophet said, al-haya. Well, Iman, Makruna, they're like twins. Modesty and faith are like twins. Okay? And if one rises, the other one rises. If one, then he said, if one decreases, the other one decreases. They're like twins. That's Iman and Hayat. The more Iman someone has, the more Hayat someone has. You see what I'm saying? The more Iman. So, give, feed her Iman. Feed her knowledge of the deen. Love her. Love the heck out of her. Treat her like a queen. Treat, bro, you can marry 30 women. If you treat her like a queen, like Allah commanded you to, Allah says, She's not going to leave you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not promoting polygyny, by the way. I don't want no hate, okay? My point is, women are very loyal. And they're loyal. They can be loyal to good men. And unfortunately, because of their nature, they can be loyal to bad men. If I start selling drugs, I hope Stacy don't be like, yo, man, I'm, a, I'm what you want me to pack? You know what I'm saying? I got, the, I got the ounces here, I got the bricks. You know what you, I hope she, I hope she tell me, yo, that's how wrong, you know what I mean? But women are ultra, they're loyal. They're very, they're loyal, they're more loyal than dogs. I don't care what anybody said. Ain't nobody more loyal than women, especially if you're good to them. So treat her like a queen. Soften her heart with, with, with akhlaq and adab. And then teach her. And with this, she start growing in Islam. She say, my husband, I love my husband, not because I just love him, because what Islam has made him. My man is a Muslim man and I love him. You don't think she's going to follow? Why do you think Allah has allowed us to marry the Christians and Jews? Of all the mushrikeen, of all the mushrikat, Allah says, Wala amatun, mu'minatun, khayrun. Min Allah says, and do not marry the mushrika because the, the, the believing slave is better than a non-believing slave, uh, than, than a mushrika, than, 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 than a kafir, even if she amazes you. 
But we have, Allah gave us some slack. He said, two mushrikas we can marry, a Christian and Jew. Why do you think we can marry them? Obviously, the Ahl al-Kitab, they're that close to, they're very close to Allah already. Just be kind so we can spread Islam through marriage. Okay? And that's the, that's the best ta'aruf. Allah says, and we are major into nations, shu'ubam wa qabaila li ta'arafu. Li ta'arafu. What's the best way of getting to know somebody? Marry into their culture. Marry them. You know? So that that's that's my journey, man. I hope I haven't overspoken, man. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, brother. Uh, bro, you listen, we just we just realized we need you for part two, bro. May Allah accept, man. May Allah accept. I, I rely I I, sometimes I can get in the zone and the khalas, you know, I, I lose it. And I hope you if you guys have any questions, man, you know, we can just stop it here and, or whatever and ask me questions. I know you probably have things to do, probably talk like two hours already. So, um, to follow I mean, you know, and it, you know, I, you can ask like my uh, another marriage advice I will give is, you know, they say, how do you find the right one? They think, me and Stacey, we found the right one. Listen, there's not a right one. Brothers, sisters, please. Even the Prophet Islam, even, even in the Quran, and twice in the Quran, Allah threatened the wives of divorce. With divorce. Say you bad, say you bad, bicker. Allah says, I can give, I got better women than you. Virgins and maidens, what? So you want the Prophet, or you want the dunya? They said, we want the Prophet. So obviously, you don't pick the Prophet. But so that, you know, they had trouble too. You know, Prophet was sitting and Aisha was in her in his face. She was going in. like ah, that, 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 that. And Abu Bakr came in here, the ruckus. He was going to like swing on her. Yo, don't hit my wife. You crazy. <laughs> but hit my wife. I don't, this is my wife. Let her get her, let it, her get it off her chest. I'm, that's, that's a man, bro. He sit there and took it like a man. Like, go ahead and say what you got to say. I hear you. That's a man. A man is a man who doesn't, a strong man is a man who, who, who he doesn't take advantage of people because with his strength, as the Prophet said. Prophet said, he, he controls himself in anger. See, that inner, that inner self, Woman that's a man. Whoever fears the position of Allah and, 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 and controls his nafs, his place is Jannah. His place is Jannah, Allah says in the Quran. So the Prophet he took So that is my advice. Is there's no perfect matchup. There's no couple goals. You know what I mean? I didn't even get these couple. Please don't say couple. I said much. But Jinnah is, is goals. That's if she's my wife in Jinnah, now we can say couple goals. We ain't making a Jinnah yet. So I tell brothers and sisters like a few steps when they want to get married, when they're trying to find a wife. First of all, I have the niyat, Taiba, in the mal'amal of niyat. Intentions are from their, their actions. You know, actions are based on their intentions, as the Prophet said. So when you, you got to see the sister and you got to see the brother. You can't marry him because, oh, mommy said he's, she's beautiful or daddy said he's handsome. No, 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 no. Meet the brother, meet the sister. How do you feel when you first see him? That, that initial feeling is very important. First impressions is, 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 is a term for a reason. Are you attracted to this person? Physically, emotionally? How do you feel? What energy? Because your souls probably already met before we were bodies. 
you can feel it. You love a brother so much, man. Man, I know I met you in the, in, in, before we came in these bodies. I know, I know we were brothers because that's the Hadith. You know what I mean? So how do you feel? What's the energy that you feel here? Especially with the brothers. You know, sisters, they look a little beyond that. They look at education. They look at what he can provide. Is he strong? Is he tall? You know, is he this? How was his height? You know, what's his job? You know, but we, we just, boom, oh. If you're like, ah, oh, she's all right. Don't do it, brother. Don't do it. I don't care how much you fear Allah. Don't do it. Oh, but man, she fears, she wears it. Don't, she wears it. Don't let the hijab fool you out. Marry a sister. The process, uh, a man came to the process of Sahaba. See, I am going to marry a woman from this tribe. He's, the first thing he said, he didn't say Mabruk. He said, did you see her? <laughs> no. Go see her. The Sahaba used to sneak around. Be like, yo, okay, that's the wife I'm going to marry right there. But you have intentions to marry her. They had to see. When I was in, you know, one of these Arab countries, I don't want to mention the, 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 the country name. But they used to showcase their their daughters like you know I was like at a at a you know a car show. My show. I'm I, I'm not saying women are cars and stuff, but this new generation no, okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's your right as a future husband to see her as she is, right? The Zena, a good part of the Zena, the hair. She can wear little tight clothes if she wants. This is my opinion. This is the opinion that I follow, and this is Saudi Arabia. You know I'm. I'm like, yo, I'm looking too much at your daughter, huh? you know what I mean? I'm looking, you know what I mean? Um, so see her. That's my first thing. The first, the second thing is her akhlaq. Check her akhlaq. She has good manners, she has a good reputation. Do people talk good about her and vice versa? Her akhlaq, personality. And then her deen, her deen, her deen. You can have good deen, but very bad manners. You don't want to process some said, learn the manners before the deen. Teach your children manners, adab before the deen. Is you got these scholars, you got some scholars have bad akhlaq. Like, dude, many of the scholars, I, I believe Shafi and many other scholars, they used to sit under shuyukh just to study their akhlaq first. And then they took the knowledge. So akhlaq is very important. You know, you know, Allah says, wa alayka, you know, you know, in certain noon, you have, uh, I, I believe I'm reciting that verse, uh, Incorrectly, but you have a great akhlaq, right? Khulak and alim, right? And that's what I tell people to look for. The looks, not only the physical look, but your vision. When you see her, him, how you feel. If you like this, next step, akhlaq, deen. And obviously, you want to check out the in-laws. You want to check out reputation, like, you know, are they trustworthy? Are they loyal? Are they respectful? All these things that really hold together in marriage. And obviously you're not going to check off all, but just some boxes you got to have. Like, you, you know, you can't marry someone you're not attracted to. You, you got to have that box. You got to. And yes, the process some say you can marry a woman for her, her beauty, her lineage, her wealth. And Allah said, the brother, he, he said for her deen, her taqwa. But there's a balance to that as well. You can't, like, I'll give you the first divorce from a woman in History of Islam, the first divorce is from Jamila. Her name was Jamila. It's crazy, right? Her name was Jamila. That means beautiful. She was married to Thabit. He a top 10 Sahaba, top 10, top 15 Sahaba. He top, he top. He's creme de la creme. He's Mount Rushmore Sahaba, mashallah. Mashallah. He's guaranteed, basically guaranteed Jannah. This is Thabit, right? 
he had a little money, so he gave her a garden for her mahar, and he she went to the Prophet Sallallahu And and see, that's one thing about like these these new brothers that tell you, yo, you can't be talking to women. No, women spoke to the Prophet about menses. Women spoke to the Prophet about marriage. One one Sahabi, and she said, he's like this. You you feel me? You they spoke to. Now, obviously, there's a gauge, the Lauren gauge, and everything. But they, you can interact. Stop this! Oh, don't go to mass fitna, and and they call it mass fitna. Like, habibi, habibi, habibi. We lowering our gaze. I went to Isna in Chicago. I didn't touch no woman. I didn't stare her in her face. I enjoyed the Islamic gathering. Okay, obviously we can do better in separating the men and women. We can do better, but what can Allah go for Rahima? Allah's forgiving. But anyway. She went to the process and she said, Ya Rasulullah, I want to spit in my husband's face. This is a terminology mean. I can't, I'm not feeling him at all. I'm not feeling him at all. And she said, I don't see no problem with two things that the Prophet said, look for. Akhlaq and deen. I don't see no problem with these two. But I cannot give him his rights. I want to spit in his face. This is stabbing. She said, I saw him amongst other men, and I realized he ain't my cup of tea. He said, are you willing to give up the mahat? She said, here's the keys right here to the garden. Boom. Divorce. The first hula in Islam. You have the right to be married to who you want to be. If you are Pakistani, you want to marry a black man, you married him. If you're Arab, you want to marry Somalia, you married him. If you're, if you're a white man, you want to marry a Puerto Rican girl, or whatever the case may be, you marry who you want to marry and no one should stop you from doing that. This cultural marriage is disgusting to me and I, please forgive me if I'm offensive because we have made Islam hard. I've seen so many college students because I do MSA events. I've seen so many sisters and brothers come to me, yo, I want to marry, uh, what's wrong? I, I, I want to marry this person but my, my dad don't approve him. Well, prove her, why not? Oh, she's not from my race. She's not from my tribe. Are you serious, Ah? Are you serious? Are you serious, man? You're going to stop your, your son from doing something halal because of race? Some of that, they say, if this is the reason and his akhlaq and his deen is good, she can go and do her thing with it. You know, go find a wali and marry, and marry him or her and vice versa. Mm-hmm. To protect from fitna. The process some said, if someone comes to you to marry your daughter, and vice versa, and you are pleased with their deen and akhlaq, marry them. This is a commandment from Allah from the Prophet. Allah says, and say, if you love Allah, follow me. Allah will love you, forgive your sins. So follow the, the sunnah of the Prophet. The Prophet said, the nikah is from my sunnah. Whoever doesn't practice my sunnah, falaysa minni. It is not from me if they don't practice my sunnah. And the Prophet said, he said, if illam tafalu, and if you don't do this, if you don't marry that brother or that sister off to your child, and you're pleased with their deen and akhlaq, fasa takun, there will be fasad wa fitna fil ard. Okay, man, call the Nabi There will be fitna, temptation. Corruption, facade, corruption in the world. You know what this temptation is. You know what's, you know, 
you know what's going on behind the parents' back. She wants to marry Michael, a revert of five years. He got tattoos on his neck. She's attracted to it. He's revert. He's from Philly, and he's deaning. He got Nora on his face. He's praying all his prayers. He has beautiful akhlaq. He was like Omar before Islam, and now he's soft like Omar after Islam. That's what she wants. Let the woman marry the brother. Care about he, Allah forgave him of those tattoos. She wants a, a bodybuilder, and he was, you know, he did this and he did. That's what women are attracted to. So, no, I gotta marry my cousin. I gotta marry. Are you <sighs> my cousin? No, they lose hope in marriage. Mm. So that's my advice in marriage. And I don't want to stir up no trouble. You know, don't don't disobey your parents, but. There's a balance to, to Biru Alidane as well. And I don't want to get into that. You know, there's a, there's a balance with Biru Alidane. Righteousness and, and obedience to the parents, there is a balance. And subhanAllah. May Allah bless you immensely. We all would love to continue this, but unfortunately, we do have to end it here. I'm so sorry, man. I know, man. You uh, guys got to blink twice. You know what I mean? You got to blink twice. No, nah, don't uh, even listen. They weren't they weren't ready for your energy, but mashallah was amazing. Yeah, like, we gotta do this again. We gotta do this yeah, again. Bro. Anytime, oh, Shay, forgive me if I was too long. I know I was too long. Please forgive me. Um and um, you know, if I made any mistakes in my kalam, it's, it's from me. May Allah forgive me. Anything good is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah bless you. Your marriage, your kids, your family, everyone. May Allah bless you, brothers. Thank you. Why you you too, Thank you for having me. Will I anytime? Y'all hit me up, man. Anytime, man. Inshallah. We're bringing you back soon. Inshallah. May Allah bless your channels to grow. May Allah bless you to reach millions. May Allah bless you to, to, to you know, to control the narrative of, of you know, you know, Muslims, especially in this new generation, because we need it. And you know, you guys keep doing your thing, man. Keep doing your thing. If you have any more questions, any questions, just let me know. If not, we can we can do a part two. Inshallah. 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 Inshallah.